The more digging that I did within myself, I realized that it's not this title that I'm achieving for. It's like the inner character of who God created me to be. Mm-hmm. And that takes some work because it also takes a lot of self-assessment too and holding yourself accountable yeah. to who you are as a person and who you want to be. Our time here on earth is, is rented. Mm-hmm. It's, it's borrowed. It's not forever. You've got a limited time to do the thing that you want to do. So unless you're waking up every day, moving the mark just an inch forward, it doesn't have to be every day you're doing some crazy, but just move it an inch at a time. Every day you should be doing something towards your purpose, making yourself better, making people smile, being a good human, because we're not given tomorrow. This is the Dream Chaser Show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Dream Chaser Show. And I'm your host, Eric. And I've got my lovely assistant wife here with me. Thank you. That's me. I'm Brownie Kate. Po- Brownie points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so if you guys are new to the show, never seen us, or have no clue who we are, uh, we're Eric and Kate Heydrich, husband and wife duo. Um, we've done a lot of cool things. And right now we're on kind of the adventure of, of our life, really. Which uh, is life. Which is life. <laughs> and now we're on an RV and we're traveling around uh, and it's it's awesome. But the whole purpose of our show is to help give back to people, help people chase their dreams because that's ultimately what we're doing. And I know it sounds cliche, but it, it's one of those things that I think uh, needs to be dissected a little bit more instead of, hey, just chase your dream and do whatever it is that you love doing because there's actual keys and strategies. And there's also a lot of hurdles and downfalls to doing that too. So that's what this whole show is about. And I'm excited to bring it to you guys today. We got a fun one. So we also talk about big things like big topics, big questions, big discussions, um, which is really fun uh, in a small RV. Big things, small living. Yeah. So Eric came up with five questions that we want to discuss and we wrote down our answers individually. And here we're coming together. (laughs) Correction. You wrote your answers down. Eric didn't come prepared. <laughs> you guys should you should see it because I, I made up these questions for her and I'm like, hey, go into depth, write down, like really dig deep because we're gonna ep- kill make this uh killer podcast episode tomorrow. And I wanna like dissect, like deep dive. And so she has all this. <laughs> I love you, babe. Eric didn't do his homework. Yeah, well, I, I mentally did it. So um <laughs> but no, this is a fun one. I'm really excited to go through it. Uh And the title of it is Don't Wait to Live Your Life. And the very first question, I'm going to actually have you answer this and then I'll jump in. Oh, the pressure's on. The heat's on. Well, you're the one that took notes. And actually did the assignment. Yeah. You're a studious. I was an F student. Oh, were you? All the way. I was an A student. Yeah. But uh, yeah. It's going to be weird. This will be weird. Be fun. Be a good dynamic. (laughs) All right. So Kate, here's the question. How important is it to have a goal or a major purpose in life? I said that I think it's pretty crucial to have a goal or a purpose because what else would we be living for? Like if we're just aimlessly going about working towards nothing, that's, I mean, it's kind of sad, isn't it? Mm -hmm. If you really think about it. It's weird to me because I feel like, uh, I guess this is my own personal thought is we kind of ebb and flow as people. Like one season, we're real excited and motivated. Let's just use college, for example, right? Starting college. You went to college? 
for those of you that have gone to college, you're so excited to start. You're like, oh, I can't wait to get my veterinary degree. And then you and then you start and you're like, yes, my first class. Oh, my first week, my first month. Well, my first semester is over. Oh, the second semester. And then it starts to like this grind starts to wear you down. If if uh, if college, if you've never been to college, we'll use another one. Starting a new job. Mm. Exciting right away. Right. It's usually so exciting. And you're in the, you're everything's new and fresh. And then a few weeks go by and a few months go by. Maybe your boss talks to you, you know, reprimands you for the first time. That grind starts to wear us down. And then all of a sudden we find ourselves like dreading the goal that we had. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. And I think it's easy to get sidetracked too, like looking at that goal too, but then like, ooh, shiny object over here. Oh, totally. I feel like I do that a lot. Yeah. I think that it also changes from time to time too, which I think is great because I, I feel like we're never meant to stop growing as human beings and not like physically, but like spiritually, emotionally, um, that we just never stop growing. So I think that our dreams change too, our dreams and ambitions and our goals. So I think it's important to always assess them, like mm. what your life goal is and how it always changes. For me, that's always, it's never like a destination or like a certain monetary thing of which at first it started out that way. But then I- Like you wanted a certain amount of money. Yeah. Money was what drove you. Yep. And I wanted to do, I wanted to be that somebody, you know, I wanted to be a real estate agent or Mm -hmm. broker or whatever it was. And when I was a kid, I was a veterinarian, but yeah, but then- the more digging that I did within myself, I realized that it's not this title that I'm achieving for. It's like the inner character of who God created me to be. Mm. And that's kind of, and that takes some work because it also takes a lot of self-assessment too and holding yourself accountable to who you are as a person and who you want to be. Yeah. I think, I think, okay. Money is obviously important. Yeah. I, but what I've started to look at money as instead of a means to an, instead of like it, that it's everything, it's more of a means to an end. And what I mean by that is <clears throat> you need it for stuff and money kind of is freedom. It allows you to, to have some freedom, have some time off, eat, eat, eat healthy. Yeah. Um, have, have a rich lifestyle in, in that. I mean, like rich relationships. It's hard to, it's hard to be happy and have rich relationships when you're constantly stressed and you're constantly worried about money and you're constantly thinking about it or, or you've got piled up debt, it's so hard to be happy because you're just so pressed down with this weight. So, so money is more or less like a tool to be free. So I love what you said about how it started out as money. Cause if we're being totally honest, which we need to be, that's a huge driver. That's a massive motivator. That's why people get jobs Mm -hmm. for the most part to pay bills. But I think what, what we were blessed with, correct me if I'm wrong, was uh, we had some, a little bit of success in our real estate career and we did pretty well. And we basically got more money than we ever thought we would get. Yeah. And, and well, we bought all the stupid things, yeah. the boats, the four wheelers, the campers, the, whatever it was. <laughs> Flying off boat tubing, and like all, all that's fun party stuff. It right? was. But what we found was it was never enough. Yeah. Even that wasn't satisfying. Even that wasn't satisfying. It was like, you were always looking for the next thing. Like, oh, okay. What, what, what now? What can I buy? I got the boat. No, no, I need tubes for the boat. Yeah. No, I need jets, whatever, skis for the boat. And, oh, well, you know what? I'm done with the boat. I want a Jeep. And, and, and like, 
that stuff is fulfilling momentarily, mm-hmm. but not long term. Yeah. So it's like you really have to start to do do some intrinsic deep diving of yourself. Like, what is it that's going to actually push me? Because motiv- money might motivate you and push you right away, but it won't long term. It definitely won't long term. Yeah. And it's a fleeting thing. Like, it will always run from you. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. The more that you chase it, mm-hmm. the more, the faster it runs. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I think that's where a lot of like our discovery came into play. Like when we achieved the goals that we wanted to, which was great, but they were monetary goals. And then we kind of got there and we're like, now what? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Now what? Now what? So, yeah. All right. So let's jump into the next question. What effect does self-discipline or lack of self-discipline have in achieving that purpose or goal? Hmm. <laughs> well, I can tell you right out of the gate when we first like started our, our career in real estate or whatever, it was, we didn't have much self-discipline. It was kind of like a grind. It was just like a grind and go. Oh, that's why we got into real estate. Be your own boss. Set yeah. your own hours. Yeah. It was like, I just want to be free and not have any, <laughs> any like tie down to self-discipline. I just want to, you know, do my own thing. Yep. Which, 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 by the way, I don't think we, is a fault. I think it's like human nature to kind of detest having a boss, an authority figure over you. It's like human nature. You, you want to be free. Freedom. Started with Adam and Eve. Yeah. We want to be free, right? <laughs> From the beginning of yeah, time. Right. And you detest yeah, it. You're like, they fought him and like, no, I'm going to eat this apple. Ah, dang it. We screwed up. Now yeah. we realize that we're naked and the rest of the world is condemned in sin. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but there was consequences to that action yeah. that there was consequences to the their lack of self-discipline. Yes. And I think that's what we found out pretty quickly um, was, was when there's no self-discipline when, when, okay, especially in, if you're starting the business, right? You are the only one holding yourself accountable. If you don't wake up, you don't make money. Like if you don't wake up on time, you don't get to the office on time. You don't make your calls. You don't sell whatever good it is that you're selling. You're just kicking yourself. And that's where the majority, 99% of the entrepreneurs fail is because they don't have that self-discipline. Uh, so, that, I mean, it's crazy important. And I think the best thing that we ever did was make a calendar on our phone. It's like a Google calendar. It's free. And then it's got time blocks. And we just started plugging in there. You know, this is when I'm getting up. This is when I'm eating breakfast. This is when I'm... Kate's laughing at me over here because I don't follow it super... Eric, <laughs> tell us your self-disciplines about waking up early every day consistently. Yeah, I know. I know. You're so true. Um, That's right. Room for improvement. You know, you can't be perfect because then you've got nowhere to go. So right. really, you're saving yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. To tag on to that, I think uh, we find ourselves looking for something that we really value the most. All right. So what I mean by that is I like to work out and I've made that a priority in my life. Yeah. So my self-discipline on working out is like, I don't miss a day. No, he does not folks. Yeah. He does not miss a single day. But if you, if you say, okay, I'm going to start waking up at 5 a.m. every day. Well, I might do that for one or two days and then it's 5.15 and then it's 5.30 and eventually it's, and it's 6. 6.30. Right. <laughs> but it's not a huge priority. So it's like, you almost have to really dig deep and say, what is it that I actually want? Like you have your priorities and they're di- vastly different from mine. Yeah. And I think as a, as a, as a team, if you will, or a husband and wife, it's okay to have different priorities. Mm-hmm. You know, would you agree with my analysis on self-discipline? Yeah. 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 Okay. Totally. I just like to give you a hard time because 
Yeah. You preached that for a long time of get, especially in the real estate days too, in which you were better at that. Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah. But now not so much. Well, today was 6 a.m. But yeah, I guess the point I'm trying to make is uh, our work hours are different too, though. Like a lot of times you're working until like 10, 11 o'clock at night. Right. So yeah. And you're, you're sleeping by eight. Yeah. You know, passed on the couch by seven. Right. Yeah, exactly. Simply tired guys. I'm not, I'm not boozing it up every night. (laughs) Yeah, she is. (laughs) I think, uh, I think that's another good point though, where it's like, uh, your priorities may be different from your spouse's, but to have a similar like goal, a similar long-term aim is important, but, but it might look differently. Mm-hmm. It's going to look a little bit different. It shouldn't look exactly the same as your spouse. Or, Cause you're not or, the same people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, when we first started working together to realizing that our strengths and weaknesses actually played off of each other and did well, like in contrast to one another, rather than trying to fix you and make you exactly like me, which was yeah not fun and impossible, dare I say, um, our breakthroughs happened when we realized that our differences were actually our strengths oh, yeah. rather than our weaknesses. For sure. Mm-hmm. And then we started really synergizing. Like that's when we really, like our relationship was happier because we're not always on each other about, you don't do this and you need to do that. And oh yeah. And uh, you need to be more like me. And why don't you think this way and do it that way? And yeah. Yeah. That made me think of this too, where like, uh, knowing your strengths and your weaknesses and my strengths and my weaknesses, like a business, you don't need two people in the driver's seat. You don't need to have the exact same strengths and you don't need a, uh, two marketers that that's all they're good at, but then they both suck at sales. Yeah. Right. How much more powerful would you be if one person's really good at marketing, but sucks at sales, but the other person's really good at sales, but sucks at marketing. Well, you put them in their seat, you put them in their place, and then they synergize. The marketer does their job, the salesperson does their job, and they both succeed. Versus two marketers do really great, but everyone sucks at sales. Yeah. You'll get nowhere. So the strength and weaknesses, I mean, they just they just work when, when you can figure out what it is that you're good at. I was just about to say, is it okay to change our plans along the way? So say if you're like dead set on this life goal of doing or being or having this thing and then you know um yeah a side turn a bend in the road are you asking me i think so yeah um (laughs) is it okay to make is it okay to change our plans along the way absolutely freaking lutely i sure hope so we've made a couple changes (laughs) yeah absolutely freaking lutely you know i think what what we struggle with this because we make changes quite often uh however how important is it to, to to do that? Because I always make this analogy. Like, let's say let's say you're working towards something, right? Uh, I, I picture a field, a field of tall grass, and you can barely see over the grass. It's like eye height, right? So put yourselves in this field with me. It's grass, it's eye height. You can barely see it over it, but you know where you're headed is this, uh, you're trying to get to this stream because you need water. And there, and there's clay on that stream so you can build a brick house or whatever. Okay. But all you can see right now is grass primarily. And so you stick your head down and you just start and you're just cutting grass, just cutting grass, swinging your ax or your swather, sickle. Sickle, Thank you. Swing your, 
And if all you do is cut grass and cut grass and get up and grind every day and go to do the same thing every day and you just keep hammering, hammering, hammering and you never look up to see where you're going to change. Sickling, 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 hammering. (laughs) And you never look up to change course. And all of a sudden you look up and you're like, whoa, I was trying to go north where the water was, but now I'm headed east and I'm heading straight to the desert. But you didn't look up. You never you never took time to assess your direction in life and you end up somewhere you didn't mean to go. So is it okay to change course, change plans? Absolutely. I mean, you have to, you got to look up and say, or or you, you got to the water and now you're not really satisfied with them. Maybe it wasn't what you thought it was. Mm-hmm. You got to that job. You got that amount of money. You got, you finally made it to that position in your career. And you're like, Man, this is not what I wanted. Or, or, or now what? Now what? Now that I did this and, you know, built up this lifelong dream and maybe it took you an entire lifetime to finally get there. And then, yeah, now you're like, now what? That's how, I think that's why a lot of retirees, like we are all working towards retirement, but a lot of retirees go back to work because it's not what they thought that it was. Yeah. Oh, so true. I feel like as people, as human beings, we're, we're meant to, I hate using the word work. Do we're, something with our hands or with our time and talents. And yeah, yeah, we're meant to expend energy. We're not meant to sit on couches and watch TV all day and flip through channels and get angry at the news and then scroll our phones. Like, unfortunately, that's kind of what's starting to happen. Or I think people's mindset of retirement is I'm going to get to this certain point. I'm going to get to 65 years old, get my pension and then do nothing. I'm going to do nothing. It's in your DNA to do things, to just sit around and do nothing is such a waste of your breath in your life. And that's why I think that's why a lot of times when people retire, they die. Yeah. You hear that all the time. Yeah. It's sad, but yeah. yeah. Cause they're doing nothing. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to do. Yeah. Okay. So in your opinion, what happens like when we finally make it, like when we finally reach the thing that we've been trying to reach life then you're dead. <laughs> life and then you're dead. <laughs> yeah, because we're all trying to like accomplish life, right? So if we've if we've made it and lived life and we finally made it to the finish line, wouldn't we be dead? That's fair. I mean, I would think so. <laughs> your, your purpose is over. Your mission's done. Right. Yeah. You're dead. And you know what's a tragic, you know what's like such a tragedy is... Okay, so I got to lay this foundation. We got to all understand our time here on earth is is rented. Mm-hmm. It's it's borrowed. It's not forever. And I think we make the mistake of going through life just kind of forgetting that. I think we all know it in the back of our mind. We know that. We but, know we're going to die. But we forget it in the mundane day-to-day stuff. And uh, how tragic is it in life when someone loses their life at a young age? I mean, death is tragic in and of itself for the most part, but... When a young person dies, when somebody just gets hit by a drunk driver or, or they get like a cancer and commit suicide, commit suicide and their, their life and their purpose is cut short. And so for anybody listening, what, that's one of the things that I think about often and, and I hammer it on myself too. And I'm a little hard on myself, but I'm like, Eric, you've got a limited time to do some, to do the thing that you want to do. You've got very limited time. Your time here on earth is not forever. So unless you're waking up every day, moving the mark just an inch forward, it doesn't have to be every day you're doing some crazy 
but just move it an inch at a time. Every day you should be doing something towards your purpose, making yourself better, making people smile, being a good human, because we're not given tomorrow, you know? Well said. So the last question I was going to ask you is, um, do you think the journey or the destination is more important? Hmm. I didn't write this one down because I think I'm still, and you can see it's right here. Number five. Yeah, she does. She have number five and it's blank blank. And then I started writing other stuff and Addie's drawings are there too. Um, I, I think it largely depends on your faith of where you're going for eternity because life is so short compared to the rest of eternity. And my faith is that I will get to meet my creator someday when my journey here on earth is over. And I think that's true for you too. So, but I think that what you do on this earth is meaningful and it's impactful and you're doing something towards the kingdom of God. But I also think that the destination of being in eternity with my maker is probably a little bit more important to me, at least, than living here on earth with not God, you know? So I still think that they're, I mean, I think that they're both important because he certainly does say, don't waste your time down here, you know, and what you do on here, you gain riches in heaven. You store treasures. He says, store your treasure up in heaven, yeah. not on earth. Yeah. Because on earth, moths eat and destroy. Things get rusty and, and decay. And, and thieves, thieves break, break in and, and steal. steal. Mm -hmm. But in heaven, there are no moths that destroy. Things don't decay and rust away. And thieves can't break in and steal. Yeah. How do you how do you store your treasures in heaven though? Like in your mind what are you what are you doing every day? Cuz cuz clearly you know the question was is the journey or the destination more important and from what I'm gathering is your faith kind of dictates all of that. I think it's the the people that I meet along the way. Like the seeds that I plant here for other people's faith um those are the treasures because if mm -hmm. I get to meet them in heaven someday and they're just like man Kate like because you told your story, because you shared that with me, because you spoke truth into my life and um, shared your faith. Now I get to be up here with God as well. So mm. that just makes me emotional thinking about that because those are the treasures, the people, people mm. will be the treasures, more people that we could add to the kingdom of God um, is worth far more than rubies and gold mm -hmm. and anything that you can store up here on earth because you don't take it with you. Yeah, we all end up in the same, physically anyway, same location, mm -hmm. six feet under. Yeah. And no one is better or worse than the, the person next to them in the grave. Yeah. In terms of what they had, what they, how much money they made. Our bodies will all decay and, yeah, and die, but our spirits go on. They do. And if I think, and if I could help add spirits to meet God and to meet Jesus, that's, um, that's a pretty cool goal and a pretty awesome destination to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I read this, this book recently and they, they had this, this, uh, image of, it was a picture of a dot, just a small, like a period. And then next to it, a line that went across like two pages. And he said, Oftentimes I think of my life here on earth as this dot. Seems like a long time, 70, 80, 90 years. But that line is what's after. 
And that line is exponentially never ending. It's so much bigger. It's huge. It's unfathomably long compared to the dot. And that line is where you spend eternity. Mm-hmm. And what you do here on earth determines how you spend eternity. And uh, that kind of, that really messed with me. And I kind of pondered that for a while. And here on earth matters. What we're doing now matters, but it's all for, it's all, it, it depends on your faith, really. Where are you going? I feel like uh, just having faith in something bigger than us is so is so important because it, it it helps drive us. The thing about faith is it's it's the most powerful human emotion next to love. Faith is so powerful. I know because at one point I was kind of a non-believer. I was like a lukewarm. I was like ah, I kind of believe. I kind of don't. But I didn't have any driver. I didn't have this like you got to get moving. You got to get moving because you're only here for a certain amount of time before you meet your maker and he casts judgment on you. It, it's so powerful to have faith. I can't, exp- I can't explain that enough. So, yeah. Should we wrap this up? Yeah. Okay. I hope that there was something out of here that you're able to kind of a nugget that you're able to apply it and take from it and say, you know what? This has really helped me. And even thought-provoking questions for you to answer as well of, you know, how you live your life and don't wait to live your life because it is living with or without you. Yeah, absolutely. And real quick, guys, if you liked this, I'd love it if you shared it with somebody because you never know, you might be able to help change someone's perspective and really switch their life around. So thanks a lot for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. You just start sickling, 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 sickling. Simply tired, guys. I'm not. I'm not boosting it up every night. Yes, she is.